This episode of Meet Me for Coffee is brought to you by Coffee Cola, an awesome carbonated coffee drink that is great on summer days like today, right here in Canada. Right now, it is like 43 degrees, and uh, check it out. You want some? It's amazing. I really rely on it to mix with my whiskey. I'm a big fan of Crown Royal and uh, well, Ryan Coke or, or whiskey and Coke. And uh, Nikki, you should try this, by the way. It's it's amazing. CoffeeColaCanada.com. And uh, yeah, so it's an awesome drink. A lot of the uh, celebrities and rock stars that come on the show end up getting some. It's uh, spreading pretty fast, and you should check it out. Also by Chatter365, a new messaging app that has anti-trolling software. So, you know, I can't be mean to you. Um, it doesn't <laughs> let me harass you. And uh, it also has an auto-translate option, which is, uh, well, not an option. It actually just happens just by itself. So say your, your family's in, in Greece and they speak Greek. They can type to you in Greek. It translates to you automatically. And uh, wow. whatever you say in English, it translates to them in Greek. So you don't have to go to Google Translate and then uh, get miscommunication and this and that. So you can check them out at chatter365.com. We got Nikki from Hooked Like Helen here. How's it going, Nikki? It's going awesome. How are you? It's going amazing. I hear that you guys spent, uh, you and your husband uh, are a duo that write music together, which for me, yes. honestly, like me and my sister, my sister and I, uh, we, we like music, but we can never collaborate together. And, and, and that's because we have two different states of mind and we want to go. I, I'm more of a heavy metal guy. I like to, you know, you play right. a nice little soft riff and all of a sudden it's like, hey, why don't we just throw in something like this or, and it's like, no, I don't want, I don't want that. But how do you guys collaborate so well? Well, we were musicians together first. So honestly, I think we're maybe better at that than at the other stuff, like being married. Um, because we we met in a band in LA. Um, I grew up out there in Southern California and John had moved out there from Cleveland, Ohio, which is where we are now, um, to join a band. And then I joined the band. And so we knew how to do that and be like artistic collaborators first. So then when, you know, our lives changed and we had a new chapter, and we moved out here to Cleveland. Um, it was sort of a no brainer that we would like continue with music, even though we were now like a family. And you guys have a, a, a daughter or a son? We have a son. His name's Augie and he is seven. Oh, I have a son too, and his name's Pavlos, and he's five months years five months old. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, congratulations! Uh, thank you. Uh, it's pretty cool to see something that looks like you. <laughs> looks exactly yeah. like you. It's uh, really yeah. surreal when you look at your baby photos. Um, does your son look anything like you or your husband? Oh, obviously. But I'm just any any similarities yeah. to when you guys were children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks enough like my husband that it's good. Um, yeah, we. I feel like uh, it's sort of like fifty-fifty. Like he, he really like is a perfect blend of both of us, which is super weird. And he has a lot of John's mannerisms, like especially as he's getting older, you know. And it's just like, well, this is weird. <laughs> well, a little mini. Well, I, I always thought that I'd be playing in bands and and touring and this and that and doing radio and being so busy and I'd have a sports car. Well, I have a family car and I have a Durango, a Dodge Durango. And it's a, it's pretty yes. muscular car, but yeah. it's n it's no Porsche. I can't really fit in a Porsche. What am I saying? I'm lying. I can't fit in a Porsche. I would never pick that. But anyway, yeah. 
So <laughs> I think the, the family thing in music or a family thing in podcasts or the family thing in radio or whatever, or if you have a different business, it's always business and music. So how do you separate all that from being a mother? Well, um, we do try our best to compartmentalize things a little bit, but I, I feel like for the most part, everything's all just kind of blended into one. Um, I mean, our son is down here with us while we run our set. Um, we keep things quiet, so it's, it's okay. Um, and, you know, he likes to give us, like, you know, his, his advice on things and his opinion on stuff. And, you know, we, the business side of it is, you know, for grownups or whatever, but, like, it's really a family affair and it just you know life and art and everything just kind of all blend into one well yeah obviously it's super hard sometimes you want to play music music can be kind of therapeutic i know that i have my bases uh uh set up around my studio here and speaking of studios you guys have your own studio and i heard that was it your husband's uh uncle he passed away and and he he passed down some Pretty cool yeah. stuff. Some equipment. The M box. I heard. Uh, I used yes. to have that as well. Yes. Um, it's amazing how good of quality uh, material or content you can produce now, just with a mixing board or just with a laptop. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I feel super fortunate for that. And like honestly, like one of like my very few regrets. Um, maybe not few, but one of my biggest regrets is in this whole musical journey has been not self-recording and learning that side of things earlier because you know it fell into our laps and it was like well we better do something with this and it's literally like these speakers here and the mbox which we just upgraded for this new um ep that we're working on now but like everything that's out that took like helen was on the mbox um and you know like internal just like software mixing board nothing hardware wise and just being able to do that is like it's crazy like it's really cool like technology's come a long way for sure it's incredible because people are always like, how do you make your podcast sound so good? How do you like, when I used to work on radio, we had a whole studio, a computer right. and all these uh, processors and whatever. And I only have like one little interface. It's actually, it's pretty big now, but that's one of those roadcasters. It's got like all the sliders and this and that, but nice. it just blows me away. People had to go into the studio when they used to record music or they still do. They, there's people who are really good at it. Um, with that being said, did you guys record all that music in, in that house? Yes, for the most part. Um, we outsourced, not outsourced, but we went to an external studio for like one acoustic guitar part when we weren't sure if we had the right mic <laughs> um, to mic up the guitar. And then um, we ended up for Liar, which is kind of like our big song that ended up in with a pretty prominent placement in a movie um parts of it were recorded in studio city sound after we after they heard our demo um just for the final release of it but everything else is just where, like where right studio here. city is that in california yes studio city california is in the la area and yeah. the studio studio city sound is that the place that dave Grohl owns maybe i'm not sure but um uh, no, no no it is not but Michael Jackson has recorded there before he passed away. So That's I thought amazing. that was cool. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you guys still get to go hang out with your crew back out in California. Well, not during this time, but right. um, yeah, obviously you do. So it's, it's pretty cool to have those opportunities. Um, when did you guys find out that, that your track liar was going to be placed in the movie? 
So it's actually been a really long, you know, I guess relatively long, uh, strange process. Um, the song is a few years old and we found out like at the very end of 2016, um, we had uploaded just an iPhone video of me playing the song um, to like a solo piano version of the track um, to an online like free songwriting contest that like I saw scrolling through Facebook. And um, the prize was getting to meet the directors and creators of this dance film franchise and then possibly getting our song in their sequel. So, you know, I uploaded it and forgot about it. And then um, I get an email a couple months later saying grand prize, Studio City Sound, all this stuff. And at first I was a little skeptical, like, what is this? And I'm like, okay, let's try it. You know, we've got family out there in LA, let's, let's go. And um, one thing led to another. They hadn't even written the script for the second film, for High Strung Free Dance. Um, the first one was High Strung, but they were like, you know, we, we love the song. It's Michael and Janine Damien are the uh, directors. They're also a married couple. So nice, like really cool people. And we just had the most amazing day, like retracking some of the parts for the song. And they said, you know, we can't guarantee that it's going to be in the movie, but, you know, we love it. And, um, you know, we're writing the script now. And so then I think like several months, almost a year maybe even went by. And then we got the phone call that, it was going to be in the movie. They had written a whole scene all around the song. And then flash forward, there's Juliet Doherty, who's the star of the movie, dancing to our music. It was choreographed by Tice DiOrio, who choreographed um, Taylor Swift's like last tour. Oh, and yeah, like, and then we're, we're flying to Bucharest, Romania to do a music video for the song that, you know, the music video ended up having scenes from the movie in it as well. And yeah, so like basically... 2016 through now. One sec here. Let's back up. What's the name of the movie? Tell the listeners and the, the, the people watching the name of the movie and where they can find it. Can they find it on Netflix? Yes. So it is High Strung Free Dance. The first one was High Strung. Free Dance is the new one. And it is on Netflix for the US and Canada. And it'll be on Netflix um, in Europe slowly in different countries. There's different schedules. But right now it, it is currently on Netflix. And yeah, it's a really cool movie. If you love dancing. And do you get royalties? How does it work to have your music in a, in a movie? Yeah. Um, it's Netflix is so weird because I've done like um, placements type stuff, like licensing and things like that. So it's kind of new for me and I'm still sort of learning, but um, yes. And you know, you get a sync fee and stuff when you get your music in there and it's on the soundtrack and all that. Um, like you said, you know, it's not like, super lucrative <laughs> to be no. a musician um but you know it's been really cool for us it, it can be a bit stressful to be a musician and i obviously um i really hope i i think the best days of music are still ahead of us to be honest because we're gonna have to find yeah. another way to make make money the streaming right. thing somehow works but it doesn't uh yeah if you're you've got to get sponsors you got to get you know, for a lot of people, they need to get money in their pockets. It's very, very hard, uh, right. especially if you're in a band and, and you know, being in a family, uh, you know, I have three kids, I have a wife, and they're fantastic. But I know if I want to make money, I could have to leave for like three or four years and, and give her a shot like every day. And I don't know who's willing to book me for four, day, four years in a row, but it, it could be tiring. It's a very big feat. Uh, so how do you guys um, overcome these obstacles uh, and in being like a, you obviously don't, you guys tour or no? Well, 
we were about to. <laughs> okay. And then I get this. this. I get. Happened. I know this story. Yeah. So um, currently, no, but that's definitely in the plans. Um, and you know, strangely, with the pandemic situation, like the traditional schooling setting might be a little bit different. So like, it might actually be a little bit more possible for us to do more extensive touring with our family intact than we even thought trying to like have the silver lining on all this for us. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like a struggle. Like you definitely have to juggle a lot of things and moving parts, you know, because touring is where you kind of like make your money. And fortunately for me, I've been able to like compose like cues for TV, um, which brings in some income. So it's not really hook like Helen, but it's still, uh, you know, an awesome outlet for me and like pays bills. So it's incredible because there's always a backstory to every success story. Um, you know, moving right. out to, uh, you guys, you guys said you were, you guys are in Ohio now. And, yes. uh, so Ohio can be kind of boring, but there's a lot of cool things happening there. A lot of opportunity, you know, there's a sports team. I don't know if you guys are into sports. There's, uh, you know, um, John is. yeah, oh, I am too. I bought this massive TV. And I don't watch any TV anymore. I just actually I watched Sons of Anarchy, the first okay. season. Finally, nice. Um, <laughs> it's been only ten years. Um, oh my gosh! And uh, yeah, so I have this massive TV, and all we do is watch Full House. The, the, the girls take over, and oh. you know, they got their little stance, and they just anyway. But yeah, so We're cute. <laughs> the lifestyles have changed for you and I. You know, we're not playing in the Viper room. We're not on the sunset strip. We're not hanging out with our friends, um, getting right. drunk every night and partying and whatever. And, and, um, uh, you know, it's a good life to have a family, right? It's a, it's actually really calm and sure. Yeah. You have your family, your other family, your extended family. How many other times can I say family? Probably a lot more, but, um, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's, it's a good lifestyle. It helps you be yourself. It, it, it encourages you to pass on your wisdom to your child. What's the most rewarding thing that you've, you've done or you feel is the best part about parenting? Oh my gosh. Um, feeling like, you know, oh my gosh, that's, that's heavy. Um, you know, for me, going into what you were saying about like the kind of crazy lifestyle, like I feel like mine was getting to be a little bit too much. And I almost feel like it was really good timing, even though it was not planned <laughs> for us to become a family and, you know, being able to like, just, you know, strip away all of that nonsense and then just like, just get really centered and grounded and then you know to have something that's bigger than me to live for you know something that is more important than myself which is my son and you know getting to give him the things that I didn't get you know and try to not make the mistakes you know not have the same sort of struggles and things that I went through and to sort of try to instill in him to be a good person and to make the world a better place you know all these things it's it's I, it's I very you get, you get clarity. That's what it is. You get clarity. Yeah. And then yeah. you see it through the way your parents looked at you and uh, prioritized your life over theirs. Right. And um, for me, when I look back and, you know, you always, re you always wanted to do stuff by yourself and, and, and pursue things. And then you have a child and it's like, this is meant to happen. And there's always a reason for everything. And 
and the right. clarity and the wisdom you give on to them. You hope that they, they learn how to play some music too, because you can jam with them when they're a bit older. Yes. But that, that's my, that's my hope. I'm kind of just kind of holding off on that. I know he, right. he keeps stomping with his foot and stuff like that. So maybe he'll be a drummer. We need that in the family. So. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, you know what? The music thing is great. So how do you, how do you, how do you think that this would all pan out? What's mu- missing in music to, to light that spark under everybody's butt to check out some independent bands? Um, gosh, I mean, I think that there's a lot of, even though there's a lot of really good things about being independent musicians in 2020, like we talked about with the gear and technology and all of that, you know, and it's seemingly so awesome because you can just upload an iPhone video of yourself, you know, Um, there's also, it's not nearly as level a playing field as it may come across, you know, like viral stuff is not always, um, organic. And so I think that there are people out there that would love to be exposed to more independent music. Um, but it's like kind of hard to find, you know, there are people who are really good at finding it. And then there's other people who just, you know, they turn the radio on and that's what they're getting. They're getting what they're given. There are, there are people who also, like you said, aren't organically viral. Um, you, you look at their social media and they think that if they pay for their likes or they pay for their followers, it, it looks better. But when you check out their YouTube and there's a million plays on a, on a YouTube video, but only like two comments, like then you start to wonder, right? Um, right. So that's another big issue. There's a lot of fakes. There's a lot of people who, who want to uh, be good musicians. There's people who've tried relentlessly and, you know, they still can't make any good music. There's some people who just also are really good musicians and they'll get recognized. So it's, a, it's always been like that. How does Hooked Like Helen want to stand out above all those people? Well, or musicians. Um, yeah, I mean, for us, it's like, it's sort of been like worked for us and against us that we're kind of like a combination of genres. We don't really fit into one box and we kind of are hoping to just keep it that way. You know, like we write really, um, you know, pop structured music, um, you know, like the big chorus and you can tell what section is what and all of that sort of thing. Um, but then we like to keep a lot of organic instrumentation that we blend with, you know, more of the moment like pop elements and, you know, contemporary electronic stuff. And, you know, we're just basically trying to just, you know, say what we want to say and say it how we want to say it. And then just hope that it finds the people that, you know, it resonates with. You ever want to just drop tune into like drop C and this like, just play something heavier or you just want to, you ever, if you yeah. have that feeling? We're getting weird on this new EP. <laughs> I'll say that. How do people find your music? Spotify, uh, Apple, yes. Apple Music. Is that what it's called? Apple Music. And uh, anywhere yeah. you can find music pretty much uh, that's distributed digitally. And uh, yeah. how do, do you have a website as well? Yes, we do. Hookedlikehelen.com. And it was just recently um, kind of upgraded and given a makeover and we're happy with it. <laughs> awesome. So how do people get in contact with your website, your Facebook, your social media? 
Yeah, Instagram's probably my favorite just because I like posting the pictures. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and like you said, all of the different streaming deals. And Hook Like Helen is just where you can find all of it in one spot. You can find all of the socials and, you know, tour dates, which are coming up hopefully soon. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Check out Hooked Like Helen on Spotify and uh, their newest Netflix movie that's called? High Strong Free Dance. Thanks a lot, Nikki. Thank you so much.